Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike, and that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week, motherfucker. You know what? Here we are. Can I interject with something right here? I was just listening to the lyrics of that song. We write those lyrics. We do? Well, I write those lyrics around Christmas time. Uh-huh. And give them to the guy from Flat 29, and he takes about a month to record them, you know? Yeah. And so that was pre-COVID. And I said, never leaves his own front yard. I was using hyperbole for humor there. But now now it's not hyperbole. Yeah, mine either. Yeah. The stuff about me killing people and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, But here's – no, you know what? It's not true because you're not – I mean, I guess you're dating, you're dating a Southeast Asian man. But you're, you're not thinking – when I wrote it, I was imagining like a, the, the Asian man that we all think about, you know, like a Korean guy like named Steve. I tried to go for a run today, and I was wearing the wrong shorts. All right. Now we have the news. <laughs> and now it's – From the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. No, so I have these running shorts yeah. that have no pockets, and I usually mm-hmm. wear them at the gym. But oh, I got a car, Joey. Mm-hmm. I got a car, so I was Wait, like, "Are oh, you cramming all your stories into one story? What's going on here?" I'm trying to put all my stories into a single sentence. Okay. Actually, yeah. So I got a car, and I there's like a Bay Bridge Trail that I've been doing. That mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, you park in an Ikea and you kind of can walk out to the Bay Bridge, run out to the Bay Bridge. It's a nice windy little trail. It takes like three miles just to get to the bridge. And so I was – I've been doing that. And then today I went and I was wearing like my running shorts instead of the other kind of like cotton shorts I've been wearing. And I didn't have pockets. I'm like I'm not going to hold my phone and my keys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This not going to end well. So I just got back in the car. Oh, I thought you were going to do what a lot of people do. What? Which is they put them on top of the tire and the wire. No, no. I'm not going to do that. But also, I'm not going to run without my phone. Like, I need to listen to something. I'm not going to be alone with my thoughts for an hour and a half. That's disgusting. It's so funny that you say that, Mike Lawson. It's so funny that you say that just right now. Seconds before I went on the air, <clears throat> but well, actually twenty minutes. But I arrived a minute or two before I went in there. My mom comes to me and says, "Will you go on a walk with me? Your father, his foot hurts and doesn't want to go to walk." And was, the yeah. clock was coming. I was actually almost going to text you and say, like, "Can we push it back a few minutes?" And I told her, "Well, I had to be back by nine. And she's like, "That's fine. I'll just do. I'll go the rest of the way without you or something." But I didn't take my phone. But she told me that I'll go the rest of the way without you when I was already walking with her. And I was like, I don't have my phone. What am I going to do? I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. But luckily, my dad walked up behind us. He's like, why did you live without me? And I was like, oh, I got to go back later. Bye, everyone. And I just walked back home <laughs> and uh, and made it back in time. But yeah, I was like, I cannot work out or do anything without my phone. 
Yeah. I mean, I even, this is really awful, but I've been like last night, for example, I am in the house kind of like, I don't know, cleaning up after dinner or something. And I realize, like, oh my God, I don't have headphones in. I'm not listening to anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. stop everything. Let's go turn a podcast on or some. I just always have to be like gooming yeah, something. It's I really gross. It's it gross. is gross. But you know, it's so. So there's a, a subreddit that I follow called Colorized History. Mm-hmm. And what they'll do is probably pretty obvious what they do, but they take black and white photos from history. And they're actually very talented at this. These people are, are true artists where they'll colorize it where you it looks like it was a color photograph that was taken then. Right. Yeah. I've seen some that have made it to like the front page. I oh, don't yeah, follow yeah. that subreddit, but I've, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. yeah. And this one was a boring one. It was just uh, like, a, like, it like maybe a six year old boy in a, a field. And it said like, you know, little Tommy Travis, uh, six year old. Um, but the point was he was like a child laborer, right? And, you know, the, the, before they were Mexicans here, they had children doing the work and, and it was a colorized photo and it's this little boy and he's like picking cotton or wheat or whatever. And there's a colorized picture of him. And what I was thinking, I wasn't thinking, oh, how tragic that they have a child doing that. I was like, how did he do that with no like iPod or like iPhone <laughs> to listen? Like he's just in silence picking the cotton and the wheat. That sounds awful. That's criminal. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. He needs like a, a drag race recap show in his head. You know, he needs it, somebody it, make making fun of Australian gay people. Yeah, yeah. He, well, you know, it's so funny that you said that. We have listeners who will tell us this, or like, I have a friend. I have a couple, my brother has a couple friends who they work with their hands. Like they're like one guy literally makes a living doing like wrought iron, like yeah, work in his house, and he just listens to podcasts all day. And I was like, oh, how wonderful would that be to have a um. <laughs> I just realized what I'm saying right now to have a, career. a job where you just like listen all day. Yeah. A job where you just listen to podcasts all day. I was like, wait a minute. My job is even better. My job is I'm, I'm on the podcast. <laughs> I had a job when I was in Phoenix and worked at um, a web company, uh, like an SEO company. I did like web design stuff and I, it was like Q based. So it was like, I sat at a desk and opened a queue and it was like, this customer wants the header turned from red to blue. Mm-hmm. This customer wants that image. Well, this stock image to have less black people. That was like a common thing. Like, is it really? Less at- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a plumber in Alabama was like, this photo, it always would start really kind of vague. But when I got into it, I was like, oh, I know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, at, in the beginning, it was like the customer feels that this the photo in the header doesn't reflect their uh, customer base. Oh, and, yeah. Like at first I was like, oh, what do you mean? Yeah. And then you know, like a month into it, I'm like, oh, the racist. And, yeah. And then you're like, Adam, are you are you trying to say that you want the you don't like black people in your picture? And he's like, I love black people. Oh, oh OK. <laughs> oh, hi, Adam. <laughs> hi. <laughs> um yeah so what were we talking about <laughs> about your shorts by oh, the way yeah. are these like uh, little shorts no i mean they're yes. above the knee shorts they're running shorts but they're not like yeah super booty high shorts let me ask you a question though have you ever worn super booty high shorts i mean i have i don't have like they're not like uh slutty and when you wear them out people are like whoa those shorts they're more just like 
I, I mean, pretty much all my shorts now go are above the knee. Like, I don't yeah. feel like I have anything no, you that's have below the knee anymore. You know what's, you know what's funny? It, 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 there's this whole thing with um, – I, I have a big rail against fat people clothes, right? Like, for instance, one of the reasons I don't wear shorts often is, A, it's imp- – well, no, it's two reasons. A, it's nearly impossible to find fat guy shorts that go above the knee. Yeah. Okay. But B, and this is actually more offensive, I'll take the knee one, right? Like Colin Kaepernick. But they do not, and I'm not being funny. This is true. Go to any sort of fat guy store, okay? They do not make shorts for fat guys that are not cargo shorts. And I hate cargo shorts. Yeah. I have a thing against cargo shorts, too. Yeah. I don't like them. Yeah. I, I once, I mean, this is a long time ago, but I made a joke. Um, well, I didn't know Curtis, who used to be on a show called The Game Night Guys, mm-hmm. wears, or he used to wear exclusively nothing but cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. And I made a joke about how um, the only thing worse than somebody wearing cargo shorts was somebody who wore cargo shorts, but also used all of the pockets. And he... Uh, wears cargo shorts and uses all the pockets. And that's kind of when our, our relationship turns out. <laughs> He's not a fan of Mike Lawson. Uh, announcement. New policy on catching up. Whenever Game Night Guys comes up, Joe Batanz will go completely silent and not comment on it. Thanks. I think that's a wonderful idea. And it's something that I've been... Well, you wait, wait till the music ends. What were you saying? That's something I've been lobbying for for years. So cool. Glad that I finally, you finally listened to me on something. Thanks. All right. So, so I, so I bought a car this week, Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little Fiat. It's a cute little thing. Um, but I used a company called CarMax. Are you familiar with Is them? Is that the one where the cars are in the elevator? Yeah, they do have some buildings where they have that. Um, like a sh- not showroom, but like I've seen those, but that's yeah. not basically I did everything online. So I picked out the car. I even talked to kind of like, a. they assign you like, they call it a concierge, but like I got to sign this woman who kind of walked me through everything. They're like a no haggle kind of car lot. Mm-hmm. So, so the price is the price, mm-hmm. uh, take it or leave it. Um, she was really nice. We ended up having to kind of like pick out a different car and she like helped me. And I don't know, just was very friendly. Mm -hmm. Then Joey for the test drive, you make an appointment and somebody brings it to you and you test drive it at your house. So they like sanitize the car. I got in, I test drove it alone. And then I was like, wrap it up. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there, by the way, there's this little like gay boy that they, that brings the car to me and is doing all the paperwork stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's flirty, but like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I was about to make a joke that um, maybe isn't a joke to you, but I was like, he's flirty in the way like a 20 year old is flirty. Like mm-hmm. I kind of like innocently, I don't know, um, hit the ball back into mm-hmm. his side of the court. But like, mm-hmm. This isn't going anywhere. He's 20. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're just kind of like, whatever, two gay guys that are forced to interact for the next hour and a half or however long it takes to 
finish paperwork to buy a car. Mm-hmm. So he's like in front of my house and I keep like going back into my house because he's like, this might take about 20 minutes. So I'll text you when uh, things are good. And mm-hmm. we're like interacting very little, but mm-hmm. he's flirting mm-hmm. and he's texting me from basically there's like one cell phone number or what I'm sorry, one number mm-hmm. that all of the CarMax texts come from. So that concierge lady I told you about, Monet, she was texting me and it's coming through this app, sort of like um like Lyft Uber does, does this too. Yeah. Would you would you say? Uber does that too. Yeah, exactly. No matter who your driver is, it's coming from that same number, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so you're not actually texting on their cell phone, yeah. even though they are using their cell phone somehow. Okay. So we're doing that. He's like, hey, your papers are ready, come on out. I go out, we like go through everything. It, like I said, it takes like maybe an hour and a half, two hours to kind of buy the car start to finish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I pay, everything's like done. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> so he says goodbye. But like when he says goodbye, he kind of is like, I don't, I, I might be reading into it, but he was like, he stood there and just kind of like, I don't know, waited for me to like say more. So I'm like, okay, see ya. Like, Goodbye, awkward mm-hmm. goodbye. Okay, mm-hmm. now cut to. <laughs> so that's uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, cut to ten twenty eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Ten twenty eight p.m. He's probably off the clock. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, I don't think the car max is open at ten twenty eight p.m. But go ahead. Maybe uh, right. I get a text message. Yeah. <laughs> From that number. Um. Nope. From oh. a number I don't recognize, actually. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and it says, hey, thank you. F- no, I, I put in the hey. Uh, it doesn't say hey. It says, thank you for choosing CarMax, exclamation point. I hope okay. you enjoyed the Fiat, exclamation point. <laughs> this is my number, so feel free to text me with any questions. Matthew. Oh. And what does Matthew look like for my oh, – just I want to know. I mean, he's he's handsome. I feel like – Asian? No, well, here's the thing. I've seen his, you know, his eyes. He's wearing a mask the whole time, so who knows if he's really hot? Um, But he's he's handsome enough. I mean, his eyes are nice. His hair is nice. His body, his physique is sexy. His Mm -hmm. clothes are nice. You know what I mean? Like he's put together. Do you feel he is? I mean, I mean, well, let me ask a different question. Are you in Rishi? Remember, ethical slut. You read yeah. the book, The Ethical Slut. Uh, yeah. Based on what you know about The Ethical Slut, are you, if you wanted to, I mean, it sounds like you're choosing, you don't want to, but yeah, if I you wanted want to, to yeah. are you in Rishi in a place where you, where you could go and do this? Um, well, Rishi and I, well, we had a, com- Rishi and I had a conversation where we're not. No, I am not. Okay. Um, we're exclusive. And the conversation we had was not, the most romantic of conversations where we're like, I want to be with nobody but you. It was more like, Hey, COVID. And you know, I, I'm, I, we need to kind of be safe about this and we're expanding our bubbles to include each other. But that just means I'm accepting the limited amount of risk that you are taking. And I, you know, like the conversation we had was about risk and COVID and stuff and not necessarily Mm -hmm. like, if we're building a relationship together, but yeah. I feel like that's, that is kind of where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit. So anyway, he texts me that. And then I just responded kind of right away and said, thanks, Matthew. And then he responded 
absolutely hope you're enjoying it. And then I just left it there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a weird, I mean, that's ballsy, first of all. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could get in trouble, but he did, he has a little bit of wiggle room where he'd be like, oh, I just sent that text. Like, there's nothing explicitly flirty about but it. Don't you think it's one of these things, though, where, I mean, I don't know, a lot of places, you know, there are the rules. And then there are the rules. And what I mean is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the dynamic is in this CarMax office. But, <clears throat> or maybe he's the fun gay kid. And he's yeah. like, I think this guy's so cute. I'm going to send him a text message. And they're like, oh, do it, Matthew. Do it. Here's his number. You know? And yeah. they, so they know about it. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was ballsy, but. Um, you know, if COVID wasn't what it was, I feel like if Rishi wasn't around, mm-hmm. who knows if things, if it w- would have played out differently, but if it would have played out differently, it would have been, you know, a, a one-timer sort of mm-hmm. adventure. But, uh, so I have a car and yeah. I'm mobile. How do you like and, it? You know, I like it a lot. It's tiny. If you've seen these Fiat's, they're like... Basically, a two seater. There is a back seat, and it says it seats two back there, but mm-hmm. it's small, and the trunk space is really small. Unlike a lot of hatchbacks, it has like a a weird angle to it, so you can't even fit a ton into the the back. Like it's very limited too. It's a small little car, but it's basically to get me to Trader Joe's and to hiking and to you know stuff that I kind of do. Like my life isn't going to change that much. I almost but, wonder if it's for insurance reasons. I know my mom years ago bought a Nissan 240SX with mm-hmm. the back, where the back seat is essentially a non-back seat. It's so tiny. A human being couldn't fit in there. Right? Maybe a, a child, maybe, and it wouldn't be safe. But yeah. they made it a four-seater because I guess a two-seater, maybe with this kind of car, I don't know if this count for your car, is um, considered a sports car and has a higher insurance rate. So they put like a quote four seats in it, but it really wasn't four seats. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah. For insurance reasons, but but I could be wrong. And maybe that times have changed. Who knows? Uh, You know, your story reminds me. I actually, you know, I usually tell stories in chronological order. I guess this is chronological order. Uh, But, you know, I, I am, uh, I'm romantically involved with a 20-year-old. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. He works at CarMax. <laughs> he works at Starbucks. And um, he, uh, you know, I want to know if you have a, a similar thing here. I was talking to Lori about this the other day. We were just talking. And she said, you know, I think it's very funny, interesting. She goes, for some reason on this go-around with Aiden, it feels more real to me. Yeah. Um, she goes, I don't know what it is. And I, I go, I think I know what it is. I think it's because Aiden now is more comfortable in his own skin, A, but also more comfortable in his own skin as a sexual being. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it feel more real. Where before it was very like, not that we didn't talk about sex, but it was very like, you know, on his end. Yeah. And now he's just like a sexual being that owns his sexuality. 
And um, just to add to that, I feel like you, whether it's a new development or not, you have also started sharing stories where the two of you are talking about a sexual relationship between the two of you, not just about sex, but about the two of you being sexual together. Well, yeah, but I think, I think also that is a relatively new development too. It's not that, it's not that like, for instance, I'll give you a perfect example. It's not that it didn't come up. Uh, and I've even found out more about this since, but like when he was here in LA, uh, I didn't really try anything. I didn't want to be that guy, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I remember afterwards. Cause he the- crossed state lines and then that's a whole nother <laughs> couple of years. And yeah. <laughs> so when he, on the way to the airport, he had told me he wished I had tried something that I had done more, you know, and that he was down for, but he didn't say it. Right. And I was like, yeah. Oh, well you didn't say it. And then I, he's like, why are you pulling over? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, why are we driving behind this, this interstate highway sign? So, um, <clears throat> And uh, and I think the difference is now he would tell me. Does that make sense? Yeah. He would say, let's do more. So anyway, so what's happened now is a um, a swapping of nudes. Okay. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I want to, you know, up, up until then, I had not real, up until this version, I had never sent nudes of myself, you know. Oh, I had only received. Them. Oh, got you. Up until this version. Up until this gotcha, version gotcha, of gotcha. the relationship. Yeah, because I feel like last time we recorded, you were telling me about sending. Well, it wasn't a nude, but it was like a dick pic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <clears throat> so let's cut forward to now. Is dick pic a nude? I would say it is. I mean, that's that's the okay. that's the whole thing. But like, but we're going to where you wanted to go, which is. So we've been in that territory. Okay. And as we all know, uh, uh, and this story is going to go different places. It's going to be nooks and crannies because it involves my therapist, too. It was something weird that happened there. Is, um, you know, I'm not the most comfortable person with my body. Okay? Yeah. And so we were talking about what's next with the nudes. And Aiden was like, I want a nude. I want a picture of you. Like literally naked standing in front of a full-length mirror. I want your whole body, your face, everything, right? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. So that, I don't think I would send – I mean, I wouldn't send that. Yeah, yeah. Mike, I know, right? But he has sent me whatever I asked for, okay? I just – I mean, like, you're re- – like, without my face, I would. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like – then I can deny that it's me or I can, you know, it gets leaked or leaked yeah. like <laughs> somebody's after it, but like mm-hmm. it gets out there somehow. I'm my mom sees it. She doesn't yeah. know it's me, yeah. you know, but like yeah. with the face, it, it changes that. Yeah. That part didn't bother me so much, but as much as that, here's an interesting thing. Well, let's, we'll get into this one. Talk about actually taking it. I did it. Right. So, the, so day one, he's like, okay, I'll do it. Right. And uh, I was feeling kind of cute. I just worked out. I've been working. I've been using this Peloton like crazy, right? Yeah. And not that me I too, like, by the way. Oh, have you been doing Peloton? Yeah, based on your recommendation. Oh, we just become friends on Peloton. Okay. okay. I don't have any friends there. I didn't know that that was the thing. Yeah, you don't see. All you see is that they worked out that day. You don't see anything else. Cool. 
Are you, yeah, yeah, are you just do doing it. the online stuff or the workout, the bike and stuff? Uh, I don't have a bike or a yeah. device or anything. I just do the apps. And But oh. they have like guided runs, yes, which is I really did, cool. Yeah, I did a guided I like walk. A I did a guided walk and the guy with Matt, the guided walk, he yeah. didn't say he was a homo, but he might, they might as well call it a homo walk. Yeah. Where he picks well, the music and it's all the, like. <laughs> he's the one that has like the Britney Slays playlist. Like, oh, does he? he? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know at the end, he never says I'm a homosexual, but then he goes, all right, let's cool it down with my last song. And I saved this one for last because she is my true diva. And it's Cher, you know? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> okay. See I you love next that. time, fam. Yeah. Look, I think they really, because have you looked anything with this Andy Spear in it? Andy uh, Spear? No. Yeah, he's so. a straight, boring, basic white guy. But man, his dick is just bouncing around everywhere, and I, it's so on purpose, right? Like, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, I go and I go take the picture, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. right? And uh, so I delete them. Not only do I delete them, then I go into my deleted folder and delete them from my deleted folder. Okay? Yeah. I just don't want any trace of these. <laughs> <laughs> and I text him and I say, listen, I know you wanted these, but I want to have a conversation with you first. And he goes like, so we're talking, he goes, okay, so what? And he, I could tell like the, the tone changes and he gets kind of like testy a little bit. And he's like, what, what do you want to talk about? Like that kind of thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. look, <clears throat> and this is the one thing where I say it is kind of Aiden's fault. He's very stingy with his words, you know? Okay. So in other words, what I'm saying is, is if he said to me where I feel Swartzen would have said this directly, right? But if he would have said, listen, I like fat guys. I want to see your belly flopping everywhere. Your fucking huge ass. I just, that turns me on. I want to see it, right? Yeah. I would have been like, okay, great. Good, right, you know? But he's very coy about it. We're, and and I, I mean, I hate to be therapist on this, but we're... Do you think that you contribute to him feeling like he has to be coy at all? Like, is there anything you do? Are you sensitive about words at all? Like, have there been experiences where he said something that kind of like makes you shut down? Not that I can think of. But but we're gonna get we're gonna get to my therapist because we're gonna come back to that. Okay, that's an important thing that you said, my therapist. Okay, my better help therapist. David. So I actually kind of think he's cute. Um, I can send you a picture. Yeah, I want to see him. Uh, I have to do it later because I have to to go through a whole bunch of things to pull it up. Anyway. In a weird uh, way, that makes therapy more fun, especially for a personality like you. Because then it's like, I feel like you enjoy talking about yourself if you're like, not flirting exactly, mm -hmm. but like, I could see you enjoying that. Whereas if it's like, I don't know. Uh, older woman who has like oh, six yeah. kids and grandkids and wears and... giant pearls and shops at Chico. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, anyway. So where's open toe shoes, but even though she has ingrown toenails, <laughs> but with open toe shoes with ingrown toenails and also like nylons on the shoe, like in, in... <laughs> she puts uh lipstick on her teeth on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And she has like a little <laughs> tissue tucked under her sleeve. 
Anyway, uh, and she wears that one perfume that all old ladies wear. I don't know what it is, but they just all old ladies wear this one perfume. They think they, 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 you become old and they're like, here, you have to wear this perfume. I wish I knew what it was because I actually do enjoy it, not in a sexual way, but more like a, it reminds me of like my first grade teacher kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, so I go, he goes, well, what do you want? What do you need to know? What do you need to hear from me? Kind of thing, right? And I go, do I, like I'm not gonna lie, like I have a big stomach. Does, is that something? Yes, that turns me on. I like that. And I have to go through the checklist. I have to like go through every horrible thing about me to see. It. And he goes, "No, I like that." So I was like, "All right, fuck it." So the next day, I took a picture. Now going back to the face thing, it's not necessarily that I'm embarrassed showing my face, right? But I, uh, it's like, what face do you make in the mirror? You know, I'm not gonna do like a fake serious face. I'm not gonna do a duck Joey, face. Do you remember my friend who had I made the website for, and he had the cigarette? Yeah, that's what I should do. Do, do that face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's such an inside joke and a yeah. visual joke for a podcast, but. I had to I do can it. Put the, I can put I the can picture in it. the Discord. Let me put a note to myself. I'll put the picture in the Discord. Yeah. So, do that um, face. Yeah. Um, no, what I actually landed up doing, you know, I actually think I can at some point send it. I actually, I'm actually, I actually like the photo. To be honest, when I was done, I was like, yeah. I actually like this because what I landed up doing was a very like tasteful um, way that got around the face. And so what I did was I, did that thing that I feel a lot of like Insta thoughts do, which is I lifted my shirt. I wore a shirt, but I lifted my shirt and put it in my mouth. And then I looked to the side. I see. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, and so I'm looking to the side with the shirt in my teeth. And I think that sort of solved it. And because I solved the face problem, everything else, I was fine with everything else, you know? How did he react? So it's funny you say that. So I've sent nudes before, but I always made the mistake of sending to him, just sending to him. And then you wait. It's the it's the worst thing yeah. ever when you're waiting for the response. Yeah. So I decided to send him when I was talking to him on the phone next. I knew I'd be talking to him uh, soon. So I uh, talked to him on the phone and I go, oh, one more thing. I took the picture. He's like, oh, really? No, but and that, this is why this is why it was the greatest compliment is in this particular phone call. He and I were being very, very silly. It was like a very silly phone call. And um, he, uh, sorry, uh, it was a very silly phone call, and we were making jokes and cracking jokes and doing voices and things. And then, and he was being silly and giggly and laughy. And he said, I like to eat pizza. And, uh, and so it's <laughs> another weird inside joke. So, uh, so then I go, Oh, I have this picture to send to you. And I sent it to him and his entire demeanor changed where, where I took it as a compliment. And he was like, oh, baby, I love this. Oh, my God. And then he got like, kind of like, anyway, uh, like his voice changed and everything yeah. like that. And he was just like very uh, distracted. I gotta go. Yeah, kind of very distracted. He was almost home anyway. And yeah. he did tell me later that he used it 
for his own yeah. purposes later. And he loves that picture. And I was like, oh, okay, well, good compliment. So anyway, so going to the therapy thing that I was telling you about, and I'm, I, you know, now I have a pretty decent relationship with my new better help therapist, but, um, he kind of, uh, David, like, his name's David. Yeah. Hot David. I don't know. Look, let me get to this before I show you his picture. I don't know if I would consider him hot. It's just, I guess, for what I would expect for a therapist hot. He's not really yeah. my type. He might be your type, maybe, but he's not really my type. Okay? okay. But 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 yet I'm strangely attracted to him. It could be his personality, too. Right? Yeah. In fact, don't send me the picture. Okay. Because <laughs> he's hot David right now, and I like yeah. that. I'm good with that. Okay. Let's just keep, keep so, him So um, he and I, uh, you know, a brief thing about hot David on this show is – so I started talking to him. Well, last week, now I'm going to give you some backstory on Hot David. Is um, okay. So the first ep, the first therapy session, I just talked about who I was and what I did for a living and stuff like that. Okay. And then uh, on the on the second session, I had my third session yesterday. On the second session, I was doing the whole show, Batanz show for Hot David, and he was just stone. It was like doing a show with you. He was stone faced, not giving me anything, not reacting. Okay. Yeah, sounds so, fun. Yeah, so at a certain point, I made a joke and there was silence, and I la- I snickered. I went <laughs> like that, you know, and I moved on. And he goes, Joe, I want to circle back to something uh, earlier. You you laughed for no reason whatsoever. Why did you laugh? And I said, because I've been working so hard to make you laugh, and you don't laugh. You know, and he goes, well, why is it important to make me laugh? And so he explored that and whatever. And at the end, he goes, well, I have to tell you something, Joe. And um, it's not unethical what I did, but it's kind of frowned upon. It's supposed to be. in. Oh, therapy. no. What? Did he listen to a podcast? He Googled me. Okay. And he goes, and so I he's, I didn't listen to your podcast, but uh, I do know it out, it's out there. And I go, but you know, he probably did. And he said, go ahead and listen. I don't care. Yeah. Listen now. Listen. He's all. Well, what if it's stuff you didn't want to bring into the therapy session? Well, I there is nothing in my podcast that I wouldn't bring into therapy. You know. Well, I feel like <clears throat> there there shouldn't be anything off limits in therapy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, shouldn't that be the point? Is like mm-hmm. everything here is like that's there's the nothing yeah. censored. Here. Yeah, that's the point I was making. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know if he's listened or not. I really don't. But yeah. so going back, to I think it's probably better if he doesn't, though, because like you, you, I feel like for you, you want him to know what he knows. You don't want him to know everything. You know what I mean? Like based on what he knows, this that's is his what advice. that's what his point is. He goes, I am. Yeah. I'm supposed to only know what you want to tell me. Yeah, I don't know what he does. Right. So I feel he, I feel he's very flirty as well. OK. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. So like yesterday was very flirty. And actually, this is why I think it sort of taints what he said yesterday. Because so in the early part of yesterday's therapy session, we talked about um, one of the struggles I'm having with Aiden right now is is he doesn't like none of his friends know I exist. His roommate knows that he has a, a guy that he's talking to and seeing. Yeah. But he's he hasn't told anybody else anything, and it yeah. it makes me really sad. Okay, good, yeah, it should. <clears throat> but well, I, yeah, it should. Yeah, and I was saying, but I was in the conversation. 
we with the therapist, we had a conversation where I said, you know, I actually think what's so funny is uh, gay people can be very judgy. And I use actually I use the example of the res, the response to this uh, Florida gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum coming out as bi, and a lot of gays online have been like, "Oh, you're not bi, you're gay," you know. And it's just like if he says he's bi, he's bi. Yeah. And uh, and so like I said, gays can be very for people who for a people that we fought so hard not to be marginalized. Oh, by the way, David's gay. I don't know if I ever said that. Uh, I guess I did when he said he was flirting with me. I feel he's flirting with me. Anyway. Uh, for a group of people who who uh, fight against being marginalized, that they're very they're very readily, and I go and I even included myself in this, ready to marginalize yeah. other people, and uh, and not believe them, and if they say they're by, they're by, or you know judge me and Aiden for the age difference or whatnot, right? Okay, that was one part of the conversation. So then we're talking about the nude, okay. And I say, you know, he really liked the nude. And I go, it's weird because I cannot see that because I think it looks, I look disgusting. But this to Aiden, he thinks that's really hot. And I shouldn't. And I go, oh, David, you're brilliant. Even if David hadn't said anything, I go, you're brilliant. I said, that's it. I was doing to myself and to Aiden what I accuse other gay people of doing to other gays, which is Aiden said, I like this. And I just didn't believe him because I was taking what I find attractive and applying it to him. Yeah. And I go, yeah. And I go, Oh, breakthrough David. And then, so you would think that he would take the credit and roll with it. Right. Yeah. And instead he goes, um, or another way of looking at it is, (laughs) do you think it's fair for him that you've said you're not comfortable taking this nude and yet he still asked you to take this nude, even though he knew you weren't comfortable with it? Hmm. Oh yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's a fair question. I, here's what, here's what I hear when you say that hot David is saying like, can we talk about that? Mm -hmm. I mean, in a way that's fine. Mm -hmm. He's not, Both of these things can be true. You could have that breakthrough. You could understand that Mm -hmm. while you can also discuss Mm -hmm. what it means to kind of feel like, you know, there, David wasn't telling you how to think about that. He just Mm -hmm. asked you that question. You could say like, Hey, we're in this kind of relationship and I put plenty (laughs) of kind of my pressures on him. Like that's, Mm -hmm. you know, just part of it. And David could be like, okay, cool. Or, you know what I mean? Like he, He's just kind of like exploring and getting you to kind of talk about stuff. I don't think that he was like shitting on your your revelation necessarily. Maybe you're right. You know, it's one of these things I did make this point. I said, well, ultimately it was a good thing because I do like the photo. In other words, he and this is very and this is what I told him, too. I said, I know in these conversations because of the way the nature of these conversations, Aiden comes off as not necessarily shitty, but like he can be seen by some people as like shitty. Yeah. And I go, he's actually, this is one of the things that I like is he is so earnestly a good person who wants to do good things that I don't, I don't put that intention on him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like just in other conversations, I know he wants to do and say the right thing. Yeah. And so uh, I, I even said, I think if Aiden were to hear that you said that, 
it would horrify him because Aiden, you know, that goes against sort of his Gen Z consent beliefs that the fact that yeah. he forced me to do something against his consent, my consent, it would be horrifying to him. And I would even say, I didn't say, he didn't say like, you have to do this nude. I think right. he was just like, oh, I would really like it if you did this. And I chose to do, and I really, and I actually appreciate that I was sort of pushed to do it. And, um, because I actually really liked it. It forced it to be more comfortable in my own skin and my body. And, and, but then he, and then he did pivot that with, with and his, his, his suggestion for the, um, for the friend thing is that I should be the change that I want Aiden to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that there, well, I have a couple of thoughts. One, I know you, you know, we've been friends for over 15 years and we call every, call one another every week and catch up. So I kind of know like the way you speak, sometimes you do speak in sort of extreme terms for effect or, I mean, I guess for what I think is effect. Mm -hmm. And so it could be possible that you also communicated the quote unquote pressure that Aiden was putting on you for this photo when it was more like when some of it was also you knowing that he wanted it. And that was to you felt like pressure. And maybe you used words that made hot David think that Aiden was pressuring you more than he was. 100%. Not necessarily. It's the words I use. So like, if you go, if you said, Joey, don't make fun of uh, somebody on game night guys. Right. And I'll go, Mike Mike Lawson yelled at me. (laughs) Yeah. I know the game. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another thing that I was going to say um was really important and good but it slipped my mind so cool well that sounds interesting so the photos sent mm-hmm. and have has there been reciprocation like has he sent oh he had sent the first them? one he had sent the first one and let me tell you this this fucking guy is so good at finding like the weird little nooks and crannies of things so of his body or of no of my own kinks and stuff like that or maybe a trend oh. alert it's a, i think this is a trend alert here he says to me he goes um well before i i, I go there well no i'll say the question first he goes he goes i'm gonna send you a new he goes what are your thoughts on body hair like on pubic hair and stuff i go yeah i go i just don't like shaved bald i really don't but yeah like yeah i'm fine with it whatever what is your position on body hair on pubic hair lawson Pubic hair or body hair? Those pubic are hair. I was, he was talking specifically about pubic hair. I like I like it kind of like uh, groomed enough that it's not like not crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like pay attention, you know, clean it up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I don't like you. I'm not looking for somebody who like shaves their yeah, I don't body to the skin. I don't even like it in yeah. porn or anything. Yeah, I don't like. It. I don't need. I don't like it where there's even like um it's trimmed so much that it's like stubbly you know yeah. what i mean like mm-hmm. don't you don't need stubble on your body nope. anywhere just like almost like just that's the way it naturally looks yeah 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 <clears throat> i think we're in the same boat however or i was in the same boat he sent me this nude his bush is so fucking crazy right yeah it was the hottest fucking thing i've ever seen in my entire life is his I, bush blonde? No. Like a Good. dark brown. He go I go, I'm here for it. Do not touch it. Don't shave it. I'm here for it. I lost it. It's so hot. He has the hottest pubic hair ever. Okay. 
like I was like, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here. I'm 100% here. So I found this new little nook and cranny. I guess in certain cases, I like, you know, untrimmed uh, bush. All right. Well, with that, Mike Lawson. It's time for the pop culture minute or few, few minutes. The a few minutes of pop culture where we make pop culture recommendations based on what uh, is making us happy. In pop yeah, culture. and here I've added a couple of rules. Y- oh. You can follow them or not, but like yeah. here are things that I'm going to do. Well, I'm going to recommend something uh, every week when we catch up that can be consumed in a weekend. Um, okay. So I'm not going to recommend like uh, in you know twelve ep- twelve uh, seasons of Bones or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's going to be shorter. Good idea. And I like it's it. going to be something that's like easily accessible. So it's okay. going to be like something you could find online mostly. Mm-hmm. So something on like a Hulu or yeah. a Netflix, something streaming. Yeah. Or a or some. You know what I mean? Something you could just go pick up. Yeah. And read in a weekend. Okay. Okay. I got something. Do you? I do. What's yours? I kind of gave a hint at it at, uh, in the beginning of the show, but uh, I read. So this is not my hint, even though this could be because this is a, a sort of a paid. Well, I guess it is it's online. This is not my official hint. This is the precursor to my suggestion. But um, I am a subscriber to the Criterion Collect channel on Apple TV, and you can get it on other devices as well. It's ten dollars a month. They just it's just a very uh, cinephile heaven of just like it's like HBO Max or Hulu but for like you know independent and classic films and uh, curated very well curated and so they're showing I guess it's very hard to find but currently they have uh, the original documentary called cast, uh, cast recording company you know oh, where uh-huh. it's the it's the cast recording of the musical company which is famous because Elaine Stritch has this meltdown and, uh, and she can't get this recording right for Ladies Who Lunch and it's very dramatic. And, uh, I learned a bunch there, by the way. They have a, they have a, they have a commentary with Elaine Stritch and, uh, Hell Prince and the guy who directed it, which is weird because they're all dead now. And, uh, I learned some things there, but you know where else I learned things? And this come, I'll come back. I'll circle back to this because it comes from my actual suggestion. So like Bill Hader and Fred Armisen and John Mulaney, they had an IFC show. I don't think it's still around anymore called Documentary Now, where they did yeah. like these half hour spoofs of famous documentaries. And one of them that they did was a spoof of that classic recording of Company. And it's a half hour long and it's uh, and you can get it on Hulu. Docu- the entire Documentary Now run. Docu- wait, the entire run of Documentary Now is on Hulu. The one I'm talking about specifically is called Co-op, and it's season three, episode three, okay? And they do a spoof of the cast recording of Company, where John Mulaney plays Sondheim, and Paula Pell plays Elaine Stritch, and and uh, Richard Kind is in it. It's really funny. Well, anyway, spoofs of them. It's not like they're like they don't go by those names. No, no, it's they like, don't go by their names. It's, it's a complete made-up new musical. It's a completely made-up character, but it's 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 a spoof. It's a parody of it. And what's really funny is, so on the Criterion channel, I guess as a bonus for this documentary, they did a Zoom call with the cast of Co-op for the documentary now. 
so it's on so on the Criterion channel if there's a Zoom call and I learned so much fascinating information not only about the way they recorded this spoof but about company the cast recording oh and uh they had information on there uh that was really interesting about the cast recording like for instance one of them being so again if you haven't seen this documentary the original Elaine Stritch cannot they she waits till the end she can't record ladies who lunch and to their to Sondheim's liking and or anyone's liking and she storms out and she comes back the next day and she crushes it yeah. So I guess there's she has this, a breakdown. She like yeah. is crying. Yeah. It's like a big thing. Yeah. So I guess there's this rumor because and, and th- which is funny because it's kind of supported by the commentary on the documentary. You find out that Elaine Stritch is a longtime friend of the filmmaker. Okay. That they were friends before they did the documentary. And there's a rumor that she she did it on purpose to make his documentary good. To give it the drama that, cause it was a pilot. This was a, the documentary was supposed to be a show. And this was the pilot episode they were going to try and sell the whole show. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there's a rumor that she, that she could have nailed it, but she did it on purpose to make the documentary more interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Elaine Stritch addresses this in the commentary, but she denies it, but they talk about it. And, and, and there's a bunch of interesting things. They talk about Sondheim actually saw the spoof. And so they talk about his response to the spoof. They talk about... Um, here's another interesting tidbit for Sondheim nerds. Richard Kind, I didn't realize, was in a, in a Sondheim musical, that one called Bounce. I think it was the last one he did. Or, and he bumped into Sondheim in the bathroom or something like that. They were talking about a song he had. And he told Sondheim how, you know, harmonies are really hard for him because he just he's not one of these people who can just hear a harmony and know how to do it. And that Sondheim told him that he wasn't either. He can't hear harmonies either. That the re- the way he writes them, and because the, the way he approaches music is very mathematically. Mm-hmm. So he knows mathematically it's supposed to work, but he can't hear it. Like, he just doesn't hear the harmony. He writes it in the way it's supposed to work mathematically. So I thought that was really, really interesting as well. Was sure. You would think Sondheim, this musical genius who uses tonality and stuff like that, that he could hear it. And, but no, it's all like a little puzzle to him. So, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of interesting things there. So, yeah, so the spoof itself, I recommend. It's on Hulu if you have Hulu. They, they, there's a free version of Hulu, right? You just have to watch it with commercials. Um, so, you, Hulu. Uh, a, cheaper, a cheap commercial version. Oh, okay. Uh, but I don't think it's free. I don't know. Okay. I use yours. I don't pay for it. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, season three, episode three uh, is um, documentary. It's so niche. Like, yeah. It's weird that I feel like the documentary is very niche and appeals to a very small segment of the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. And then to do a spoof of something yeah. so niche yeah. is only appealing to people who understand the niche and also are okay with kind of the spoof humor of the Mulvaney sort of like Fred Amistad kind of like that's a special kind of humor yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like it's so 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 it's niche. super super niche. Like- what what you find out is John Mulaney. I didn't know this. I think did you know I talk about this, Lawson? That he's a huge musical theater nerd. Yeah, I did know that. that. Him and Kroll had a Broadway show, a two person show for a while. Do you know this? No. Yeah, he was on Broadway for a bit with Nick Kroll, and they played like old men. It's a. It, I don't. I like John Mulvaney, but I don't like the Nick. Is his name Nick Kroll? Is yeah. that his name? Like his humor just really, I could sit through it, but it doesn't 
crack me up the way I feel like it does a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I un- I recognize that that's me. You know, like yeah, okay, there's something there. It just is it just for some reason my body doesn't absorb it. Yeah. So uh, well, anyway, uh, I, if you can watch the original documentary, I would watch it because there are I you know I watched that the original documentary and then I rewatched the spoof. I'd seen the spoof before. And there are little nuances that I didn't realize are in the original documentary because I couldn't remember that are in the they they really did their homework and the music sounds so quasi Sondheim it's so well done. Yeah. Anyway, that's my recommendation. What do you got for us, Mike Lawson? Good idea. Mine's on Hulu as well. Um, I'm going to recommend a documentary film from 2017 that I really enjoyed, um, and I actually watched it twice. Once I watched it when it was kind of new, and then the second time. I forgot that I watched it. So maybe it's forgettable, but I enjoyed it both times. And it's a documentary called Gilbert. And it's about Gilbert Gottfried, who rose to fame in the 80s because of his stand-up act and his, Mm -hmm. like, kind of brash personality. And then now, decades after flying solo in both his work and his personal life, Gilbert has shockingly reinvented himself, Mm -hmm. dot, 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 as a family man. And it kind of talks about, like, his current life and sort of... It's interesting. I, I... his stand-up is, like, I was never a huge fan of it, but mm-hmm. I knew him from kind of some of the TV stuff he did. And then, you know, he was in uh, the Aladdin movie when I was a boy. Mm-hmm. And so kind of I, I didn't know his career that much. You kind of learn a little bit about his career. And then sort of the, like, we he's, nut, he's nuts. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we're all nuts. But, like, you mm-hmm. learn about his nut, his craziness, and it's interesting. So that's on Hulu. Watch it. Watch it in a weekend. You'll enjoy mm-hmm. it. Uh, all right. Very good. Uh, well, that's going to do it for the... Yeah! All right, Mike Lawson. Uh, do you have any more stories? No. Um, no, not really. I had one. I Real quick, I text my old landlord mm-hmm. because in my head I was like, you know what? I need to like make sure like I retain sort of that friendship, right? Like I can't either I text him or I don't. And both of those things say something. So I I sent a nice text to the landlord and I was like, Hey, I miss you guys. Hope everything's well. Let me know when, um, you kind of get that last month of utilities, Mm -hmm. uh, put together and I'll pay you promptly. Mm -hmm. Um, I miss you. Hope we can see each other soon or something. Mm -hmm. And, I sort of had an anxiety about sending it, and then he didn't respond for like two days. Uh, uh-huh. And he, I also am aware of his like text pattern, so like not responding for two days to a text means he like is ignoring it intentionally, you know. Mm-hmm. So I got all up in my head, and I'm dating a therapist, so he like went therapist on me, and he was like, "Well, what he has decided to respond with is silence, and you are filling that silence with your anxieties and." Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's true, but but also like he's not responding. But so I got all up in my head, and then finally he sent me a text that was like very kind and was like, "We miss you too," and like come over any time and all this stuff. And then also Joey, he told me to not worry about the last month of utilities; he would just take care of it for me. Ah, oh, that's so uh, nice. He's the one that just said bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. left, when I yeah. left, he just responded to my text and said goodbye. Yeah. So anyway, it's nice. It's fine. Um, but I was going to tell you that there was a Rod Kyle story too. Oh, Do you a, have a Rod minute? Kyle story? Yeah, I sort of made a mistake. Oh no! 
Um, well, it's not that big of a deal, but I uh, was out for a run. This was actually like maybe a, a week ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was out for a run. I, in fact, I think I was going to share it on our last episode or I forgot to share it. Mm-hmm. I was out for a run and I um, I now live within you know a couple miles from where Rod Kyle used to live mm-hmm. when we were dating. Um, but Rod Kyle has moved to Austin, so he doesn't live there anymore. I'm aware of that. So I, I, I guess I follow Rod Kyle on social media, but I don't follow him closely and he doesn't post a lot. So there's not a lot to kind of follow. So he used to live in this place. I'm out for a run and I'm passing it and I, notice well i see that right next to it they're building a high-rise condo building wait can i pause you for a second i'm sorry because we didn't point this out rod kyle is is mike lawson's ex-boyfriend from the very early days of catching up you have to go back to the early episodes yeah yes um i forgot that not everybody is is aware of that so uh i realized that his uh, condo is now in like the shadow of this huge building. Mm-hmm. So I'm out for a run and I take a video and I was like, look, and I kind of show like his front door in the shadow of this huge building. Mm-hmm. I was like, isn't this nuts progress, whatever. Hope you're well, send him the video. Okay. Be a yeah. text. Sounds safe. Unadvisable, but safe. I mean, we haven't dated in sure. I don't know, six, six years. Seven years. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine. Yeah. And he lives in Austin. You know, what's the, you know, what's the the big deal? He'll respond and say like, that's a, that's crazy. Thank you for sharing. How are you? Mm -hmm. I could say, how's your sister? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it could be a few minute conversation. We have that minute conversation, Joey. And in it, I, he, I also explain like, oh yeah, I kind of live in, in the neighborhood you used to live in. Mm -hmm. And he responds, oh, I actually live by the lake now. I'm in (gasps) Oakland again. Oh God. I know. I know. If I knew he was in Oakland again, I would not have sent it. A, because he has probably seen the condo building that's being erected in the, next to his old, old place. But then also I don't want it to turn into, we should meet up or. And then he was like, Anything. thank you for using CarMax. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was the story. That's actually all of it. Um, I kind of was, when I found out he was in Oakland, I my temperature changed. I don't know if he noticed it or not, but I was like, oh, that, I didn't, I did not want him to think that I was like dipping my dick in his water either. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to. But it is Initiate. dangerous because I think when it was safe, you were talking about how fucking great he was in bed and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean, he was really good. <laughs> he was really good, but like not worth it. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. nothing in me that's thinking yeah. of that. But anyway, um, that's my Rod Kyle story. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Lots of text. All of our things are about text messages today. All of our stories. Yeah. CarMax, texting your dick pic, mm-hmm. Ricardo, Rod Kyle. Oh, all yeah, text. A lot, of, a lot of text. You're right. It's a very text uh, heavy uh, episode. You know, a couple of little really quick things here just to get them out of the way off my off my plate is, you know, for a long time, I was for a few weeks, I was doing these shows. I was, in fact, I'm using my I'm back to using my new very fancy microphone because I was doing my shows from a recliner because my office chair 
I re- I narrowed it down that my office chair was causing me all the leg pain and everything. Well, I think it was also my bed and the office chair. So I got a new mattress that's solved. And then now the office chair. And um, so I did a lot of research and I settled on actually what's called, I'd never heard of it before seeing it, a saddle chair. Do you know what a saddle chair is? Oh, no. Do your knees rest on something too? No. You know what's so funny? I know what you're talking about. I want to get one of those chairs. I read a great article. I did a lot of reading about basically how heavy people or heavier people shouldn't use those things. Not necessarily because they can't build them to hold you. They can. It's more that at a certain weight, uh, it actually ends up cutting off circulation, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm going to wait. I'm going to get, I am going to get one of those chairs, but I'm going to wait until I'm at the proper weight. Cause I've been trying to work. out. It's not, it's not, it's not a drastically like super thin weight you have to be, but I am above that weight limit. But, oh, saddle chair. It kind of reminds me of like something you'd see in a doctor's office. Yes. That's when they're, they're often used in doctor's offices and nail salons. Oh, huh. Yeah. Doctor's offices, dentists use them, but it's essentially what it is. It's a, it's a saddle with a back. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I've been able, like, it used to be that when I was doing like this show and we've been on for over an hour, I would be in tremendous pain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and right now I'm, I have a little bit of a thing, but I don't think it has to do with this chair. I think it has to do with something else, but, uh, but it's like, it's like a one of what I, what I was feeling. And so, uh, yeah, go saddle chair, even though I will say, and I, I saw this in the reviews, but I didn't care. Uh, because the way you sit is that like, I have to be very careful with my balls and shit like that. Cause it can, you're basically, cause basically you're shifting the pressure from your back to your pelvis. You know, yeah. so when I get up, my pelvis is sore for a few minutes. But that's sore is not the right word, but like I guess sore. Um, but uh, anyway, so the, and then finally this story. And so is it and before people, I know this might trigger people, so let me just tell you, so that no one's scared, that this story has a happy ending. Okay, because I think people might get triggered, but the story has a happy ending. So I was on my actually guided walk with that homo Peloton guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're the street above my parents, right behind my parents. My parents live in a very hilly area, but this one street is very flat. Okay. And so I use that to walk. And it happens to be that one loop on that street is exactly a third of a mile. Okay. So mm-hmm. I use, it's also a great gauge. So I was up on that street doing my uh, homosexual Peloton walk. And then I get to the end of the street, right where I'm about to loop back. This is very odd because I live in a very suburban neighborhood. Right on the sidewalk is a fucking goddamn turtle. What? Yeah, a turtle. So I'm like, like the size of a uh, oh what? Uh, like the palm of your hand? No, bigger than the palm of my hand. I would take like maybe a little remote control car. Okay, so bigger than the palm of your hand, smaller than your forearm. Oh, yeah, smaller than my forearm. I would say, oh, the size of my foot. Okay. Yeah. Weird. So, yeah. So I'm like, that's weird. I look around. Like, is there, like, anybody here who wants a turtle? And I don't know what to do at this point, right? Yeah. Is there a rabbit coming? (laughs) Yeah. And and he's like, help, right? So then, and also, just so you know that this street that I'm on is not, I wouldn't, it's not like a freeway, but it's fairly busy. It's like one of the main, uh, Ways in and out of the neighborhood. Okay. 
So I'm like, well, he's right. He, like, he was on someone's like the sidewalk by by someone's lawn. So I'm like, oh well, he's okay. I'm just gonna leave him here. Maybe it belongs. I don't want to take someone's turtle. And he's like, that's my turtle, you know. So, and like, do what with it too? Yeah, like, yeah, it's the other thing too. So then I uh, and I'm also I'm on my homo walk, you know. Yeah, busy. Yeah. So then I just go back and so I, I naturally I loop around. Loop two. I'm like, oh, turtle's gone. But then I see now he's actually kind of I don't know how fast he did this, how he did this so quickly, but like faster than me. He's now like I would say about 150 yards past me and in the middle of the fucking street. He and, loops you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, he's like, he has his arms like in the power walk thing. So anyway, so I'm like, oh no, oh no, but what do I do? He's so far away and I have this homo thing, right? And so like, and but, I, but it's not super busy. your bare hands? That's weird too. Yeah, I, don't I agree. I, I agree. I don't know if I would do that. You're right. Very good point. So I'm like, oh no, I'm just, and I'm just sick to myself because now when I loop around, my back is to it and I've seen cars go back and forth. I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. So when I come back, so then I lose the loop, and when I come back, I see uh, a kind of actually hot, youngish guy in his truck talking to somebody, and I go, okay. And then he goes back, and I see he's holding the turtle, and he yeah. pulled his truck over, and then I was like, oh, okay, the turtle's fine. And then he took it to a safe place, and he took a picture of it. I don't know why. And then uh, I don't know what happened after that. So I was like, okay, the turtle was safe. So then I come home, I tell my parents a story, and they're like, oh, why didn't you bring the turtle back? I would have loved to have a little turtle. And we just keep it in the backyard. And I was like, oh, I would thought my parents would have freaked out. I mean, if he, that might be fun. Mm-hmm. Just kind of feed a turtle. Oh, shit. That just reminds me that my roommate feeds a, like, stray cat. Mm-hmm. And she's out of town, and I told her I would do it. And I haven't. <laughs> oh, you better go do it. They've been gone since Thursday, and I haven't done it once. So <gasps> well, I mean, like, it's a straight can. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, find food then. <laughs> oh, it's a straight. You're right. It's not there. It's, it's a straight cat. Yeah. He'll, and you know what? Those cats are often fine. Uh, yeah. I feel there have been already episodes where they do this, but. Um, oh, SDC like, says a very stop. good point. Uh, uh, she says in the chat room, turtles are covered in salmonella. Best not to touch it. Yeah, oh. I do know like those wet turtles, like turtles that are living in water a lot. They tend to be like very germy. And so like little kids, like the size of like a, a silver dollar, those mm-hmm. little ones mm-hmm. kids always want to kind of like touch them. And then for some reason, I have some sort of knowledge about that with Boys and Girls Club, like uh, demanding kids to wash their hands after touching some sort of turtle that came to the club. Oh, OK. All right. So there's like some, something that's been drilled into me from something. So also John arts in the, in the chat room came through. He says, he thinks the perfume I'm talking about is called jungle gardenia by Cody C O T Y. Interesting. Hey, speaking of John arts, I want to tell you real quick. Um, uh, John, and I don't want to give too much of his business, but his wife passed away. Um, but we mentioned it on here, maybe a, a while ago. And she, collected uh some political campaign buttons and i also have a collection of political campaign buttons in fact um 
I don't know, years ago, I sent, shared a picture and John, I believe, told me that his wife had this collection. And when she passed away, he reached out and told me that he would like to gift it to me. Oh, wow. He, he sent it to me and Joey, it basically doubled my collection. Like it was so many buttons. A lot of them were really cool. Um, a lot of Dick Nixon, a lot of uh, Richard Nixon stuff, a lot of Kennedy stuff. Um, uh, I, I just love it. And I just re uh, uh, mounted my collection and put it up on the wall. So I'm going to send a picture to John. Be on the lookout for that. Thank you for sending that, though. That was very nice of him. Um, he's so kind to me, and I really yeah, appreciate that, it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to get at. No one ever gifts me anything. I see. I go to coffee with this John Arts. We haven't gone because of this COVID. Are, are we, don't turn this into, like, John never gives me anything. I have like, to buy my own coffee. Right? So? He doesn't give me coffee. He doesn't give me buttons. Didn't he send you like videos once too? Stop it. He's just, he's nice. He has this collection that he doesn't need or want. And he knows that I will display it and enjoy it. I think that that's very nice. I, w- I was going to say no one ever gifts me anything, but these afterthoughts gave me such wonderful gifts for my birthday. I, and by the way, I owe you guys pictures. Those Those gifts have come in. Uh, one of them still hasn't come in, but, uh, but some of those gifts have come in. I should show you the pictures of what you guys bought me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, thank you afterthoughts for giving me gifts, but no, but no one ever just sends me things like they send you things all the time. That's not true. Um, but anyway, thank you, John. Sorry for Joe for ruining my thank you, but, uh, what do you got going on next week? Anything? No. No, I just, I'm stuck in this house. Forever. Forever. See, I'm pretty much stuck too. I, uh, and going, I'm going to hang out with Rishi's tonight. We were doing this thing last weekend. We called it Mike night where like for an entire night, well, I could tell you this too. Uh, for an entire night, I got to make all the decisions. So like what food we ate, what, uh, we watched on TV. Oh, I like what, that. Yeah, everything was me. Also, when we fucked, <laughs> it was like basically I I got to enjoy. Like it was, I didn't put out the effort. He did all the work. I got a full body massage. Whoa! It was just like me I all like night. Still right? that idea, but when Aiden and I are in the same regional location, but yeah. And it's nice that because then when you're like doing sex, you don't have to worry about okay, who's first, and then. Okay, I'll go. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. like all me all the time. And um, so tonight is Rishi night. So we're doing the oh. same thing. Now I have to do all the work and give him the full body massage. And Yeah, but he's a bottom, right? So like it's still ultimately you win on the sex part. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know that we're going to fuck fuck. I feel like I say like have sex and use Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Cause, yeah, I had a conversation with Aiden too where I was like, Actually, honestly, most of the time I probably don't want to fuck. Yeah, is this so? Much I mean, effort? sometimes when I when I want to fuck, yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think we're on the same page here. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's not like every single time. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, I really. I'm trying to think. Like, I. I can't think of a oh, – oh, I love fresh juice, but, like, cleaning the juicer is a pain in the ass. So, like, exactly. I don't have fresh juice all the time because it's – you know what I yeah. mean? Sometimes you're in the mood for some fresh juice. Yeah. 
So you take it to the bathtub and you douche it. <laughs> and then you lube it up really nice and tight. And then uh, Lori Roggenkamp sticks her fist in it. Uh, yeah, you know, the other Our thing. Affirmations. Yeah, really quickly. Yeah, one of the reasons I can't go anywhere. Remember, I got pulled over. I think I talked about some throwing down. Mm, refresh my memory. Oh, I didn't. Oh, last week I got to that show. Oh, I got pulled up. Well, I know because you're so busy being uh, Mr. Happy Go Lucky Jokey on. Uh, on I I I talked about this and throwing down. I listened to this, uh, but first, okay. Now, I, the only reason I don't listen is because I don't watch Big Brother. But I listened. I wanted to see what's going on there. Right. You were so jokey. And happy. Well, you were actually good today, but there's some episodes here where you're like, hi. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to find someone else to do this with, no, that's cool. no, I love doing the show with you. In fact, I've even made you, I, I've talked about many shows about how if I even I won the lottery, this would be the only show that I keep. That's nice. Yeah. If I won the lottery, lottery, you'd never hear from me. <laughs> I know. If, if, if I just if I just okay. correct you on how you said a word, I never hear from you again. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, the Big Brother showed the the it's different, you know. Like I, I, I this might sound crit, like criticism, and it's not. It's a different tone. Whereas on this show, I feel like my job is to kind of be the one who sort of grounds us in reality and. You're the joke teller on that show. I feel like if I didn't tell jokes, nobody would. <laughs> That's true. Actually, it's true. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't mean that as shade. I just mean like my role is different over there. You know. Well, I just from the episode I heard, I only heard 15 minutes of one episode. They're like, okay, first of all, there's a million people on this show, but then they go around and they go like, oh, Mike Lawson, hi. He's like, hey, everyone, just want to talk about Big Brother, and then it's like, you know, hey, it's Sam from the Hinterlands. Hi, uh, Adam and Fatty. Uh, and then we have um, tr uh, tr uh, Faye Driver. Uh, and scene in episode. Let's just talk about this in uh, in the first episode. Bucky does this and blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, well, well, what's going on here? What is what is this? He just does not. It's just he he has like notes and he's like, is he is that his job? Is he officially like the person who tells you everything that happened in the sh in the show beat yeah. by beat? What so they we kind of have one person assigned who he their job is to sort of run through the narrative of the oh, show, and okay. everyone else kind of like is just responding to what that person is saying. Oh, that's I see. the structure of it. Oh, yeah, okay. I hear, I hear. it's called Butt First, and it's available at buttfirstpodcast.com. You should check it out if you're a Big Brother fan. Mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. a good show. Uh, anyway, uh, what I was gonna say about the plane pulled over. Yeah, I got pulled over. I got out of the ticket. I got nothing. It's got a warning, but I didn't realize this. My registration, my tags were due, and they're six months old. And it wasn't because I didn't want to pay them. I just didn't know. I got this new car. So the license plate didn't have months on them. And I never remember ever getting an alert, you know? So I went on the DMV website, and they're like, you can't even do because it's been over six months. I can't even do it. I couldn't even do it online or phone. I had to mail it in. I had to mail it in. So. I can't That's even go anywhere. Having to go to the DMV. It is true. I can't, but I can't go anywhere. I actually literally have to wait until it clears the DMV, and I mailed it that day. I mailed it over a week ago. We're going to go on two weeks next week, and it still hasn't registered or hasn't cleared the check, hasn't cleared or anything. You should go uh, turtle hunting 
Just yeah, it's people turtle hunting. Turtle. Collect, collect them all. I'm not joking. Put put some latex gloves in your back pocket next time you go for a walk. And if you find a turtle like that, bring it to your backyard. I think that could actually – I mean, it's like having a pet, but you you know, throw a carrot out every once in a while. It's not like you have to – Yeah. Go go buy turtle food and take yeah. it to the vet and yeah. you know what I mean like just have a turtle in the backyard that could be fun. It could be fun. Maybe I will do that. Maybe, I wonder how are, are turtles expensive? Can I just go to a pet store and just buy a turtle? I have no idea. I should probably do research into this person, but what it takes for the care and feeding of a turtle. And also, like, if there's a turtle in the neighborhood, is that somebody's turtle or do turtles live in? Diamond bar. I know that's one thing that's unusual. Where would there be a turtle in the neighborhood? Yeah. It's a weird area. All right. Anything else, Mike Lawson? Nice catching up with you, Joey. Oh, go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.